hello and welcome to the Slate Political Gab Fest for Wednesday, November 4th, 2020, the Counting the Votes edition. I am David Plotz of CityCast. I'm in Washington, D.C. I'm actually pretty well rested because I made the wise decision to take a sleeping pill at 11 o'clock and just get get through the hard, dark night of the soul. Uh, Emily Bazelon of the New York Times Magazine and Yale University Law School in New Haven looks, uh, or maybe in Philadelphia, she looks she looks okay. Did you sleep, Emily? I slept fine. Yeah. Well, no, I should take that back. I slept. And John Dickerson of CBS's 60 Minutes CBS <laughs> News looks really good because he's dressed for success and for television. But John, uh, you, I think, had the longest night. Have you slept at all? That's for sure. Um, I, I, I slept from about four to six, um, which is the worst kind of sleep of all, because you you get just enough REM sleep so that you're absolutely pulled from the grave when you wake up. Well, so, I, and then I had to go on TV, so that was... I know crazy. you guys have tuned in to hear us talk about our sleep, so that was a good show. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. So Thank we're God. taping, it is now exactly 8.30 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday, on, on Wednesday, yes, on Wednesday, and where we stand is we do not know who the next president of the United States is going to be. Uh, you are looking probably at the same polls we are as it stands now. Uh, the electoral votes are fairly evenly divided. Um, there are questions about half a dozen states that could uh, tip the election one way or another. Notably, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Nevada. Uh, I think I, that's, those are the ones, right? I'm, uh, Michigan. Yeah. I miss Michigan. No, oh, you miss Michigan. Okay. Yeah. And uh, as we look this morning, Emily, what does it look like to you? Really? <laughs> I feel like John should take this question. Well, John, we're going to get <laughs> a lot of John. had to go on television. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It looks to me like we won't know for sure for, um, for a while. I can't tell whether it's going to be today or Thursday or Friday or even into next week. But, I mean, it looks to me like Biden has narrow leads in states in which the outstanding vote is mostly mail-in vote, and often it is from cities that trend toward Democrats, and that he is behind in states where there's a sort of similar picture. So it looks like most of the missing vote will favor him, and the question is whether that will be sufficient to keep him narrowly ahead in Wisconsin in particular, and then to help him win in some of these other states. Arizona looks to me like he he won pretty much. Um, you know, Fox called it for him and the Associated Press also called it for him. Yeah, I think so. So as I look at the, the numbers on this, and John, you'll correct me in a second, assuming Biden holds on to Arizona and Nevada, and Nevada is a bigger question. Nevada. Nevada. I know, but, you know, it's like I can't remember that at every hour. Well, this is the only time you have to remember. And Nevada. Uh, And he holds on to his tight lead in Wisconsin, which he's just gotten on to. But it looks like the, at least the folks I'm seeing think that that is likely to hold in the sense that whatever votes are still outstanding are, again, likely to be in his favor. He really just needs to win Michigan or Pennsylvania. And Michigan is trending very quickly in his direction today. So a lot of these votes that come from some of the urban counties and and near urban counties around Detroit seem to be heading strongly in his direction. And so if he could put on the board 
Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, uh, that is enough. That's enough for him to claim the White House, right? Well, yeah, and don't forget, he can um, if he's if he holds his lead in Wisconsin, he can lose Michigan and Pennsylvania if he picks up Georgia. And part of the situation in Georgia is that the the vote that's has, that's outstanding is in heavily Democratic counties. Um, Atlanta, Fulton County. In Fulton, DeKalb, I think Gwinnett might be totally in. Um, but Fulton had, yes, Fulton and, and DeKalb are, um, Fulton had a water main break or something or some plumbing issue that slowed in down the county. stadium. Yeah. So that was, that's part of that. I don't have those votes, Georgia, in front of me, but um, Georgia looks like it's, basically Georgia and Michigan look like they could have happened there. What is, what has happened right now in Wisconsin, which is the vice president was behind and then votes came in in Milwaukee and, you know, in the strongholds, uh, and, and then he takes the lead. This, you will, may not remember, but in 2016, when Hillary Clinton was losing, it looked like she might lose Virginia. And late in the night, there was a brief flicker of resuscitation of her campaign when all the votes um, from the Northern Virginia suburbs came in. So this is not unfamiliar to campaigns, which is, I know we'll get to this in a minute, but this is why the president's remarks were so awful, is that basically, this is just regular old vote counting, and this is the way it happens, and in a tight election, in a time of a pandemic, this is this is what's happening. John, let's... And we knew this, right? Sorry. Because we knew that the mail-in vote was going to be heavily Democratic, and that in key states, it was going to take longer to count. Well, and that's what's particularly at, at, at issue here in Michigan, which is, as I, as I gather where things are um, Wednesday morning, the areas where the vote is out is in Wayne, Kent, Oakland, and Macomb counties, all of which are, you know, good counties for, um, with potential exception Macomb, for uh, Biden. And so it's the places the vote is out and the kind of vote, which is absentee. And he's done, he's, he, you know, basically one of the stories of the night was the Democrats did very well on, on mail and the president, you know, did well on day of vote. To the extent that the outstanding vote is in the mail is mostly good for Biden. There's an exception there with Arizona and, um, uh, and Nevada because Arizona has a, has a, a tradition of voting by mail. So you get lots of Republicans who vote by mail because they've been doing it since 1992. If you were Joe Biden, would you be concerned about Nevada for the reasons that we've seen real strength for President Trump with Hispanic voters in Texas and Florida, unexpected strength? And the Nevada vote is very tight right now. Is there any uh, reason to think that Biden could lose that state? Or does, does it feel like the remaining vote there, again, is likely to come in in his favor? Um, I No, I think it's getting tighter in Nevada. I think Nevada could be, um, could be a problem for the vice president. I think Nevada is getting closer and is a problem for, for Biden. If Nevada is going kind of in the opposite direction of what Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia feel like they're uh, going. Also... In Pennsylvania, don't we still have a Emily? Don't we still have a massive uh, Philadelphia county to come in still in Pennsylvania? And Allegheny Philadelphia has lots of uncounted votes. So does Allegheny County, yeah. which is Pittsburgh, and so does Montgomery County, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. And all of those places trend blue. Yeah. So um, Philadelphia County, for example, has only fifty six percent of the vote in on Wednesday, um, yep. and that's and Montgomery has seventy seven, but. Uh, but still, when you're talking about gargantuan uh, counties like Allegheny and Philadelphia, you know, 30% of the vote remaining means that 
that's a, a great deal of that vote will all go to Joe Biden because these are Democratic strongholds. So I want to turn to some of the less uh, less specific questions of this uh, election, which is that even if Biden wins the presidency, he's extremely unlikely to win it with a Senate majority. The Democrats have lost their their excuse me they haven't lost their House majority, but it's narrowed. A bunch of state races where Democrats expected to recapture legislatures or dig into legislatures, notably Texas, uh, they have failed to do that. Whatever massive uh, sort of blue wave election people may have been expecting or hoping for clearly has not materialized. Emily, what does that mean? More people have voted for Donald Trump than by a significant m- number than voted for him in 2016. Right. And he looks like he is doing better with groups, particularly Latino voters, um, which might seem from the outside sort of surprising. On the other hand, um, you know, there's been outreach through evangelical churches. And I think the Latino community is just more um, mixed, more of a multitude of opinions and thoughts than we sometimes think of it as. And so that helps explain what's happening. So, I mean, I think that it is going to be so difficult if Joe Biden wins the presidency to govern with um, either a very closely divided Senate or, you know, I think you're right, potentially Republican control of the Senate. And that just complicates what the next four years are going to look like to such a degree. It's hard for me to even get my mind around. Like, I mean, will... Mitch McConnell Senate, if he indeed he is Senate Majority Leader, refused to confirm cabinet appointees. Well, we have like big fights over the Federal Vacancy Reform Act, which I'm going to have to go brush up on. And, and then we have this question, too, of what role the courts may still play in terms of the counting of the votes. That is an outstanding question that's sort of separate from the one you just asked. But particularly in Pennsylvania, there are some lawsuits with hearings happening today. That was just a snippet from our Slate Plus conversation. If you want to hear the whole conversation, go to slate.com slash Plus to become a member today.